Hey guys, my name is Joe, and you're listening to Hashtag with Joe. This podcast is about my life as a tomboyish, introverted teen, while I express my fondness towards my hobbies, which I'm very passionate about. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode on Hashtag with Joe. Happy May Day, everybody. It's May 1st, so we celebrate May Day here. So, happy May Day. Honestly, I had to put that in there. So this week's topic is going to be pretty general because it's coronavirus season and I don't have any, you know, motivational ideas at the moment. And I know that being in a funk is completely fine. It's okay, which I have, you know, come to learn over the entire period of, I think, 45 days of lockdown or is it 60 I don't know, I've been inside the house for over a month, let's just keep it at that. But I I have learned throughout this entire month that not keeping up with your schedule is okay. It's completely fine to do that because everyone is in the same boat, y'all. You know that you're gonna like, you know, be in that productive phase for five days and then the sixth day you're gonna be like, man, I don't want to do anything anymore. It, it's supposed to happen. You're, you're stuck inside your house. You can't do anything. You can't, you know, think of ideas popping out of your head and, you know, uh, be on that phase where you're gonna, you know, go on a run and then keep running until, you know, infinity. I mean, that's impossible. If you do that, I mean, you're a legend, but I think most humans can't, so... <laughs> It's a natural phase to, you know, be in that funk, which I've understood. So this week's topic is going to be kind of funky as well. We're going to talk about, you know, stuff which I intend on doing on in the month of May. <laughs> on No, in the month of May, sorry. So uh, stuff that I intend doing in the month of May are, one, watching <laughs> sitcoms. I know. <laughs> yeah, I, I've made a list of sitcoms and anime to binge watch over, the, you know, every single weekend that I get. On Saturdays and Sundays, four hours of, you know, <laughs> sitcoms or anime are gonna do me good. <laughs> I'll write a bunch of reviews on them, especially too. And I had written a TBR of 10 books for the month of April, hoping that I'd finish them. Turns out I did only four. I did uh, at least across 50%. That it's is a great reward for me. I really, you know, want to get back into reading, but I'm sort of like in the phase of, you know, getting into a reading slump right now because every time I see like the book in front of my eyes, I want to read it, but I read 50 pages and then I'm like, the story's so boring. I want something better. And, and then I just stop. I can't like move further. I'm just stuck there and I don't want to do anything anymore because I have no motivation. Every time I see something that's interesting, 15 minutes later it becomes boring and I don't even understand what to do next because I've done everything that I'm supposed to do. I, I've done all the ideas that, you know, usually interest me. I need something new and stepping out of the house isn't an option. So I don't find anything interesting to do, <laughs> actually. That, that's the phase that we're all going through right now, so let's just accept it and move on. Something that I am intending on doing for the month is actually get back into, you know, doing those hobbies that I wanted to do. I've already got back into reading, <laughs> and I've covered 50% of my TBR. Uh, actually, that was April's TBR. My TBR is a whole stack filled up on my shelf. And um, I wanted to learn languages. I want to learn three in specific. 
Uh, each of them have a history, which I will be telling you about in a minute. So I want to learn three, and I found classes for learning all three. But the problem is coronavirus came in when I wanted to you know, register for the classes. So since that came in, I can't step out of house, which means I need to self-teach myself. I mean, learn by myself the entire language, or at least a basic amount so that I can, like, you know, fulfill the idea of learning the language. So the three languages that I want to learn are Korean, Spanish, and French. So Spanish was the first language I wanted to learn apart from the languages that I already know. Spanish went all the way back into elementary school when we used to teach kids, you know, not kids, our classmates, the ESL classmates, numbers, basic sentences. We had to translate stuff from Spanish into English for them so that they'd find it easier to, you know, catch up on classes, schoolwork, anything out in the ordinary of a classroom setup. We had to help them using, you know, basic Spanish, which we, like, acquired by, you know, listening into their conversations and trying to ask them what it means and stuff like that. So, through, you know, helping them with basic Spanish, I want to learn Spanish. I wanted to do that back when I was in fourth or fifth grade, but then I, like, lost touch when I moved, so therefore I never, like, really got the chance to learn Spanish. French was also something which you know, developed from elementary to middle school, that kind of era. I found French to be, like, a pretty popular language. Plus, it has most of, you know, English in it. It's just English lettering. So, it, it, it seemed like a nice idea to do back from 5th and 6th grade was, like, the era of French. I saw, like, a few of my relatives learning French, um... My dad's friend, he was like, French is an interesting subject. Uh, I, I got recommendations. I got ideas. People were, like, into the phase of, like, learning French. And I knew a few people who even learned French. So that was, like, the era of me being super interested. I did carry the interest all the way up to 10th grade. But I wasn't, like, that interested into learning French as a language completely as I was back when I was younger. But I still do want to learn it. <laughs> I, I took up Hindi in 6th, 7th, and 8th grade because it was a mandatory third language. And since I need a mandate third language as Hindi, basically our board says that we need to have Hindi as a part of our language system as either your second or your third language. So even if I wanted to take French within the the era of fifth grade to eighth grade where you had to learn a third language, I couldn't. I had to take Hindi because of the national board system. So I, I learned Hindi through three examinations and I stopped after the third examination and I started self-teaching myself. Because by that point, I knew like alphabet. I knew basic, you know, words in Hindi. I could make at least two sentences without, you know, stuttering. That was like a major achievement back then, even though being a beginner, that was like a basic achievement. And I could read basic Hindi. So I was like, I want to expand my speaking base. So I self-taught myself by watching a lot of shows, a lot of movies, listening to a lot of songs. I, I understood like half and half here and there. And I had a friend who like took Hindi almost all of her life. I think from second grade or to i think until second to tenth i guess she took hindi but she shifted to french in the middle i'm not sure exactly but she took hindi all her almost her entire life so she knew from like alphabets to grammar to speech 
And she, like, you know, she was into Hindi, you know, shows, Hindi music, and reality shows and stuff like that. So she, like, recommends stuff to me, and she tell me, like, what happens in each episode before I go home to watch the episode. So since I have an idea of what the synopsis is, I just go and... Ba- and the shows that I watch never had subtitles on them. They were, like, automated stuff from the internet. I could not get subtitles for them until, like... Six months later, I guess, when I, like, fully gained the interest to be like, oh, this is gonna happen next. And then I understood what was going on, and then I would, like, you know, correlate here and there. I mean, when, at the point when I got the basic idea, the subtitles started coming in. So, that was a bit of a bummer. I think now you have subtitles, but back then you didn't. It was just plain old, you know, it it was a broadcast which was put into a link and given to you. So, you just had to watch it just like that without any subtitles. So, since she told me the synopsis beforehand, I'd, you know, be expecting what would happen. And then, based on what they're saying, I tried replicating the words twice or thrice in my head. Tried speaking them out loud. And then, if necessary, I'd text her, be like, what's the meaning of this? That kind of thing. Or I'd ask her next day on the bus. I'd be like, hey, I I watched the episode. I want you to tell me the meaning of so-and-so-and-so. She was actually a great tutor and, like, helped me through the phase. I learned Hindi within a year after that. Like, I took the course as, you know, text and books and stuff like that. From 5th grade to, I think, the middle or end of 8th grade was when I stopped taking it as a course entirely. And I started learning it for fun within a year. And I jumped from being a beginner Hindi speaker to an intermediate Hindi speaker within a year. That was, like, pretty overwhelming for me because, I mean, I never got to that point. I really wanted to. That was, like, an ambitious dream come true. Another language that I speak at home is Tamil. Um, English is my primary language. I was born in California, as in Los Angeles. California was where I was born. And English was my primary language. And Tamil is sort of, like, my mother language, as in my entire family speaks Tamil. <laughs> so, um, yeah, um, my family language is Tamil, but the primary language that I know fluently, as in complete native fluency, is English. So I know basic Tamil. I, I sort of like kind of understand in bits and pieces. If you speak really slowly, I might be able to understand what you're saying. I can try to speak a bit in Tamil, but not like complete fluency as to that of English and Hindi. But it's it's an elementary amount. <laughs> it's making progress. I took the language as my second language from 4th grade to 10th grade because my parents knew the language. And I live in the state where the language is a primary need. So <laughs> yeah, it's a primary need here. And I, I have to, you know, learn the language at least in bits and pieces to survive. <laughs> so that's another language that I am... I have learned, I am learning through my entire life, let's keep it at that. (laughs) Um, So, (laughs) yeah, back to the story about (laughs) the other languages. Korean, uh, grade 11, definitely. Grade 11, um, Korean pop music was what made me interested into, you know, studying Korean itself. 
the culture was pretty interesting when I saw a few music videos, when I learned a bit more of the heritage via K-pop. That was like the era, the ultimate phase. Grade 11 was like the ultimate phase of me, you know, being obsessed with the idea of, you know, learning Korean. So I, again, learned it in bits and pieces. No, like a few words like, 안녕하세요, 그래, 감사합니다, 내 이름은... Uh, I don't know if you then Chosayo so I first of all I apologize for you know the pronunciation and the native speaker accent because I am a beginner at this so <laughs> primary apology and secondary I think that's all I learned until now because like I said, I just picked up a few words here and there, and then I'm like, oh, this word, I heard it somewhere. And then I, like, connect. That's how I'm, like, going through it right now. I don't have, you know, an extreme vocabulary yet, because, um, actually 11th and 12th was, like, the phase of study. So, basically, I didn't have much time to dedicate to, like, studying the language in depth. So, I just studied bits here and there through, like, music and whatever I learned and then I'd be like oh this this is this and then I learned a few words there and then at the end like I think last month was when I was like I'm gonna do it I'm gonna study Korean I knew this you know site called howtostudykorean.com they have like the entire you know uh, database on Korean. They have grammar, they have vocabulary, and they give you sentences on how to apply your grammar with your vocabulary into, a, you know, a sentence for you to understand and say. They also have voice recordings of some of a native speaker, so you can, like, replicate that with your voice, like, mimic it, and then try to, you know, enact the part as a native speaker itself. And it's a great self-learning tool, but it's for me, at the beginning, it was a bit far too fetched and far advanced because I didn't know anything, and when I blindly put myself in there, it wasn't, you know, just right. I just knew Hankul. I didn't know anything except for Hankul. So, a tip for people out there who are learning a new language, if you're like me who just knew the alphabet and then want to straight away dive in, I suggest you don't, you know, go straight into grammar or vocabulary because I did that mistake when I went to howtostudykorean.com. They had unit zero, which was like emphasizing Hangul in its, you know, depth and how to make, you know, those block letters and uh, all those conjections and stuff like that. How do you write the script itself was explained in unit zero. I learned just Hangul and I knew a base level of script writing. So I thought I could, you know, ease it off by jumping into lesson one. But when I got into lesson one, this is what happened. Um, 40 to 50 vocab words, complete Hangul, no romanization whatsoever without any, like, you know, voice playback to, you know, understand. They just give the Hangul word and then the English translation. There was no romanization, and you had to completely depend on your Hangul skills. So, actually, what I'd suggest here is that if you know the alphabet to any language, try applying the alphabet by reading a few sentences or getting accustomed to the alphabet completely before you jump into vocab and grammar. Because I did try doing that over the past few days, and it has improved a lot, seriously. I took out K-pop lyrics, and then I just tried reading the entire script in the language itself, which is Hangul. In my case. I read the entire script in Hangul without romanization 
and it helped really well. I first read the English translation along with a bit of romanization. I used um, YouTube's, uh, what's it called again? Oh, yeah. Um, they have, like, the song itself. For example, if it's um, a song from BTS, ATs, or any Korean pop band, they have the lyrics in Korean on top, the romanization in the middle, and they have the... Um, English translation in the bottom. It's color-coded lyrics. Yeah, got it. So yeah, I use the color-coded lyrics versions. If you like type the song name and then type lyrics, you'll get, you know, the multi-version that I'm talking about on YouTube. So I try learning the song a few times through that by like reading the romanizations and then understanding what they're trying to say first and then connecting the English words with the Korean words and then putting them all together and then going back to Google, typing in the name of the song and then they get the first top search would be the song in the original language so which is hangul so i i take that and then i read it twice or thrice again in my head it takes like a while at first it might take you an hour or two to read but try nailing it to like reading any song at the pace of one minute like even if you get an unknown passage try like nailing it to like reading it in a minute when you're a beginner i'd suggest you know you try doing it for like making sure you under you're accustomed to the script. If you do it for like two or three days, you might be able to see the difference, and then you'd be like, "Oh, these are you know characters that I recognize." And then when you jump into the vocab and the sentences and the grammar and you know the complete core process of learning, you'd actually understand the characters more easily than you know going back and referring to oh this is this character this is that character i forgot this that so that's a way that you can like strengthen strengthen your alphabet before you like directly jump into the co vocabulary core content of like learning the language itself and another thing which everyone has suggested is you know watching stuff which is related to the language as in movies songs uh, shows anything out of the ordinary which can like you know help strengthen your hearing listening and that kind of thing but uh i actually for hindi i took this as an intermediate learner for like my intermediate jump from like beginner to intermediate um but yet still i'm doing it right now i mean for korean because that was actually my inspiration so I think when I'm like in the intermediate stage, I might be able to like fully understand what they're going for. But right now I'm just, you know, learning for fun. So I don't find the necessary need to like, you know, force myself to learn everything as fast as possible. So yeah, learn the alphabet, learn how to read the alphabet as in recognize the characters in a word or a sentence. When you're applying the alphabet, then jump into the vocab, core vocabulary, everything. And then try this simultaneously and then try to recognize stuff from it. That's what I'm going for right now. I think that would work for most people. But that's my suggestion on how to learn a language. So, two other things that I intend to do are making covers on my vena and knitting. Um, making covers on my vena was something that I started back in 11th grade. I took classes for the Indian instrument Veena since 2011 and I took a hiatus from classes in 2018. 
not a hiatus. I mean, I couldn't go anymore because I had exams and I had, you know, increased amount of schoolwork to do. So with school piling up now and then, I couldn't find like enough time to dedicate myself fully to the instrument alone. So I took a break, but I came to the point where I was able to, you know, individually start playing on my own. So that that's a plus point there. So yeah. And um, I started making covers back in 11th grade with um, Alan Walker's Ignite, which had, you know, recently released during that time, I think around mid-July, August, that time was when Ignite was released and I was obsessed. So I tried putting it on my Vena and it worked, but <laughs> I forgot to record or write down the lyrics as in the notations for how to play them. So I forgot most of it. I tried idle as well. I think two or three lines was all I was all that I tried. Basically two or three lines. And then I was like I'll do it later. And then I came back to it in 12th grade when um Wang Yibo and Xiao Shan's um lead drama uh The Untamed was, you know, out back in 2019 around July August same period. So the OST as in the title background was um uh played by the flute and a piano and guzheng i don't know there were many variations of the instrumental itself i really love the instrumental so i tried replicating that and <laughs> currently now that is my first cover because i fully mastered it and um i will be giving it out as a music cover very soon once i edit it and you know get it ready for knitting, I actually took the class back in fifth grade. So our school had this, you know, class where every Thursday or Friday first period, we'd have to like take an extracurricular class. They teach us, a, you know, a new hobby or a new activity to do for the first 40 minutes of the day. And I took knitting in fifth grade, basically crochet. So, um... I learned how to like you know stitch through the needle like as in those three to one stitches I made mats and flowers and phone pouches I don't know sweaters I haven't gotten that far yet but I don't know much of the variations so my intention is to learn a bit more of the variations and finish I think one or two of the projects that I like knitted out of passion and then stopped in between I have to find where I like kept them I found two or three back in the day, like, I found my completed projects. I have one current project at the moment, I think I made another one, did I? Okay, I'm not sure about that, but I have one current project that I, like, stopped in between, so I shall finish that. Uh, that was like, you know, a pencil case that I wanted to make out of yarn, so I will finish that and send pictures. That's it for what I'm going to do for May, so let's move on to what I did for the week. Mmm, this stuff's good. So, eating healthy is pretty important everybody. Make sure you eat healthy and stay healthy at the same time because... We are in the midst of a virus. Immunity is what's going to save you. So what did I do this week? Um, I don't think I made much blog posts because I was too into making the cover for my Vina. I'm almost done with Cure, actually. I'm yet to post the review. 
I typed it out though. Um, I'm towards the end, so I'll type the ending, give my rating, and then post that up. Uh, my Spotify playlist is complete. I I have three public playlists which were made by Spotify itself. I made one playlist and I was actually supposed to make more. I wanted to make a playlist of all the songs that I'm listening to currently, but then in the end most of them became <laughs> became related to one band. No, actually three bands, but I, w I thought that if I make um, one playlist for one band each and then put them all together, it would make more sense. So yes, my first playlist is up. I'm yet to make the second and third one, so apologies for that. And I will link my Spotify in my profile as well as in this episode so that you guys can check it out and listen to my jams that I am listening to. So um, for the um, journey that I said that I was taking in computers, uh, regarding Amazon Web Services, I have finished one out of the three fundamental courses. First one I did was Business Professional Technical, I guess. I got the certificate and I'm really proud. It took me a few times to crack that test even though it had 30 questions and I did not have a time limit, but the questions were pretty hard. Gotta be honest on that, especially with me having the biology background and not being able to, you know, truly get the vibes of a computer student. That was a super hard test. I'm not gonna lie. And I got my certificate, complete certificate. I completed the course, but the verification was still on pending mode when I was talking to you guys about my neuron course last week. So I got the certificate back and I have... I think I have six or seven courses to do, and yet I'm procrastinating on which one to take at first, because all of them are equally appealing. Therefore, this weekend, I shall start, you know, getting back to my courses and finishing them off. <laughs> I don't know why, but every time I say something on my podcast, it seems so authentic that I feel that I need to, like, you know, fulfill it just because there are people listening to me, and there are people who might, you know... How do I say this? <laughs> okay, I'm a loss for words. No, um, you guys are like listening to me. So obviously you'd have, you know, your faith on me to finish it off, which technically means I'm obligated to finish off the task just because I have put out the word in public under the pretense of authenticity that I will finish it. Oh, great. That's a nice topic for next week. Okay, guys, next week's topic, obligation and authenticity. Let's get it. <laughs> okay. Um, another achievement that I had, it was um, gaining 200 likes on my blog. So I would actually really take the opportunity right now to thank all of those people who read my posts and like them, as well as to all my followers who, you know, follow my blog and to everyone who just visits it you know, just because I say that you have to visit it. I mean, uh, 200 likes was something that I was not, you know, expecting. I did have a goal to, like, you know, make my blog big in life and everything. But 200 likes, when I keep continuously posting, was not in my, you know, goal list. I just thought, okay, 100 posts, 200 posts, 300 posts. Not, not many people are going to view it. Not many people are going to like it whatever we'll just post as we go but as i keep posting content and every time i see likes and comments even if it's just one comment or that one like it just makes me feel proud so thank you to everyone who reads 
my posts, likes them, and, you know, views them just because I tell you to view them. I mean, it means a lot, even if you don't like it, or even if you don't comment, e even if you read it, it's just more than enough for me. That's, like, a big thing for me to say. So, I think we're gonna end this episode here. Um, be sure to, you know, visit my blog, as always, www.innovativeideals.com, my Instagram, in at innovative underscore ideals, and my Twitter, innovative at innovative ide16 my spotify will be linked in the description of this week's podcast as well as my you know my hashtag with joe um podcast description so you you guys can check it out there if you even miss this episode because it's fine it will be linked there as well as if you are you know a person on my blog it's down at the footer where i say follow me on you can click the Spotify icon and you will be directed to my profile. So I will see you guys in next week's episode. Bye guys!